Thursday, September 15th. Welcome to the Perfect Strangers Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis. And thank you for joining me today. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We have a woman by the name of Holly Don joining the show today. Now, Holly is someone that I saw on Instagram who was an entertainer at Universal Studios here in Orlando. And I've always been super intrigued by people who are in that line of work, especially at the amusement parks out here in Orlando. Come to find out, Holly no longer works there, which is fine. And uh, she relocated back to her hometown in California. Um, But she's a super cool person. I I really enjoyed talking to her. You know, Holly is an all around entertainer. She's a singer. She's a actress. um, Does a lot of really funny stuff on Instagram. She has a lot of cat content on Instagram, which I'm always pro cat. So there's that. But yeah, Holly was super cool. I really enjoyed talking to her. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy the conversation her and I had because um, as she uh, will tell you, she's super cool. So uh, I'm not going to waste too much more of your time. But ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Holly Don. And thank you so much for listening. All right. We're here with Holly. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It's nice to, uh, I guess, formally meet you or e-meet you. <laughs> yeah. However that works. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm always kind of like, I never know what to say on these things because I'm like, nice to meet you, but then I don't know any of anybody in real life. So. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I worked for a company for two years. Uh, virtually. And I finally met everyone a couple months ago. And I was like, wow, this is who you are. I had no idea who any of them were. I also <laughs> continued to get the the sentiment. You're so much taller than I expected. How tall are you? If you don't want me Five asking. Ten. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I can relate. Um, I've through COVID, I did not meet, I met two coworkers and that's because they happened to be I live in Orlando. They happen to be in Orlando, like at Disney. And I happen to be there at the same time. And they happen to like, they happen to say something on Slack, like, oh, we're at Disney. And I was like, hey, where are you guys at? Let's go say hi. That's wild. But we didn't connect until I moved away from Orlando. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think that I, I had seen a picture of yours from, uh, you used to work for Universal, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of yours at Universal. I was like, oh, cool. I don't really know anyone in Orlando. It'd be nice to know people. And then I saw you had moved. I was like, oh, well, either way. (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm cool. (laughs) Just don't live in Orlando anymore. (laughs) Fair enough. So what, uh, how long were you uh, in Orlando before moving? Uh, About five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, where are you from originally? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I'm from San Diego. Oh, cool. No, I just, I just moved back here. Very cool. I yeah, I've been kind of all around the world, but yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a sister that lives in San Diego, actually. Oh, awesome. I mean, yeah. it's the best place on earth. Yeah, it is. We, uh, me and my fiance, <laughs> we, we definitely wanted to move there. Just, um, you know, we could afford a house here. So it was a little, you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, you bought it at a good time. Because from what I heard, as soon as I left, it all went crazy. <laughs> So yeah, we, we got very, very lucky. We we got it like right when that right before the housing market went crazy, but the interest mm-hmm. rates were really low. So not that that's an interesting thing to talk about. But. Not really. I mean, but it's like what everyone talks about now. I don't own a house for that exact reason. <laughs> but yeah, I I um I'm from here. Um and when I visited in January. Um, I'll keep this as cheerful as possible, but I visited in January for a family reunion Mm -hmm. and, um, I was already on my way out of Orlando anyways. And I was actually looking to settle up in the DC area, maybe even New York. I was looking at places up there. And then I visited for a family reunion to see my gram who I hadn't seen, um, obviously in two years. Mm -hmm. And then, um, she wasn't doing well. 
And I was like, well, that was kind of my, like my, my push to just move back here. Cause everyone always asked me like, why don't you just move back to California? And I guess I, I, there were so many reasons, but none of them were really that good. (laughs) It's not like like I was like, I have to stay in Orlando. (laughs) Yeah. Orlando, Orlando is a weird city. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I like it. You know, it's fine. Um, not my favorite place. We we moved here because my fiance's parents live here. Um, okay. She's from Tallahassee originally. So kind of made sense because we were living in Austin before then. And, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, and, my family lives there now. It's yeah. ironic. I moved out here and now they all live in Austin. Okay. <laughs> Good to like see every, you. <laughs> every, everyone from California just migrated to Austin. It's wild. Yeah, it's like it's a mini it's a mini San Diego, Orange County mix. It's very strange, but I mean, cool. If you, if you like it to be really hot and not have any breeze. (laughs) See, that's, that's what I miss about California. I I never lived in San Diego. I lived in LA for three years. Mm -hmm. I miss walking outside and not sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is, I will say that is a huge plus about being back here. Um, even when it's, so it's about 105 today and it's not that bad. See, that's what I've tried to explain to people. Like in California at 95, hundred degrees, it doesn't feel like it at all. No, but I will say that 65 degrees here in San Diego is cold. <laughs> it's not like a normal 65 because it's really cold because of the ocean. So I do love, I've lived in snow. I've lived in snow during winter and it's still like 30 degrees is nothing in comparison to 65 on the beach. <laughs> There's no way to explain it. I think it's just because we're like, it'll be fine today. And then we're like, Oh, I didn't bring a jacket. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the only reason. I, I remember. But, yeah. I remember when I lived in new Orleans. Um, I don't know why I said it that way. New Orleans. When I lived in yeah. new Orleans, um, 55 there was like bone chilling. Like, because yeah. it, it's so humid, it would hit you like right under your skin and you could barely. It's actually move. all the ghosts. <laughs> That's true too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So you've, you've lived everywhere too. <laughs> yeah. Kind of moved around. I'm uh, I'm from New Mexico originally. Um, then went to LA for music school. Okay. Um, moved to Austin. Uh, from Austin, met my fiance. Went to New Orleans so she could do uh, law school. Moved back to Austin and then now we're in Orlando. Wow. 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 Finally settled. Feel comfortable. Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, I mean, we have a house. Yeah. 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 Getting used to changing your shirt three times a day. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever get used to that. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. I've lived in tropical climate and it is not for me when you grow up in a dry, especially New Mexico. Oh yeah. Anywhere around here, you grow up in a dry climate you're just not, you're not built for it. It's, it's hell. It really is. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm, I'm genuinely like, I'm still not, we've been here two years. I'm still not used to it raining like a torrential downpour for 20 minutes every day. And then it's just sunshine and humid. Oh, beautiful. I was, I actually had just, I put that on my Facebook today about how the, like, it was like a list of all the things that I hate about moving back to California. Number one, I have to get a car wash. <laughs> and then I was like, number two, that's about it. <laughs> and someone said, Oh, you you don't wash your car in Florida? I'm like, you don't have to. It rains at 3 p.m. every single day. <laughs> it's a, it's a giant waste of money if you wash your car. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I will tell you the curse has followed me because I finally got a car wash two weeks ago. And then within two days, we had a four-minute downpour. Of course, just enough to fuck I it know. up. <laughs> it's so my car is so ugly now. <laughs> it's like I waited in that line for 45 minutes to get a car wash. Oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't even worth it. Oh, well, I mean, it's, at least I don't have to pay tolls. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to find the upside. Oh the tolls. I'm happy <laughs> you said something. <laughs> Cause there, I've never had to pay to drive on a road before. Holy shit. Right. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I, every, everyone that doesn't live in a toll area is like, what are they even talking about? Pretty much anywhere else you can surpass them. But in Orlando, you just cannot, unless you feel like driving an extra hour and a half. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. 
don't. So my fiance didn't realize how much I drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sold my car because, you know, car rates are super high and I work from home. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't need a car. We can just have hers. Um, <laughs> our toll bill went from like, I don't know, 40 bucks a month to like 40 bucks a week almost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, how much do you drive? I'm like, I told you I drive all the time. Like I'm up and back, up and back, up and back. Yeah, it's wild. If you want to go anywhere other than Orlando, you are on a toll road. If you want to go inside of Orlando from Orlando, <laughs> you're on a toll. I remember that. I was not happy when I had moved to the Lake Underhill area because of that. Mm-hmm. But every everything else about it was lovely. Because at first when I moved to Orlando, I was around Disney World. And I will tell mm-hmm. you, if you're not into Disney, it's not for you. And it was not for me. <laughs> I would say like, let's go out. What are we going to do? Well, there's Disney Springs. Great. Cool. Let's go look awesome. at some stores that are, you can see. Yeah. Let me go look at some stores that you can, I could go to a strip mall and find them, but these stores are a little bit cleaner and everything's more expensive and I don't need any of it, nor That's do true. I want it. <laughs> Disney, yeah. Disney is wild, man. Cause I've never been a Disney person. My fiance is like a hundred percent. She's has a like display of her ears in our closet (laughs) yeah that that's her right me i'm like yeah i like universal it's fun i'll go to disney but it's not really my thing and like that's all we do here it's like uh, it gets old i'm gonna be honest with you it gets old she doesn't listen to the show so she won't hear this it gets really (laughs) old yeah she's like i'm gonna write write you a letter after that yeah i i am not i'm not a big theme park person but oh, i think i lost you and there we go. So we used to go all the time and I'm, I'm i'm so sorry my internet cut out for just a second um the last thing i heard was you say um you're not a big theme park person not a big theme park person yeah i figured it did because i saw it glitch on your end um <laughs> yeah i i used to go to disneyland all the time as a kid um okay. because i i grew up in north county sorry, North County, San Diego. So it's really close. Yeah. And I would go quite often with the family. And then when I was in high school or freshly out of high school, I had a season pass, which used to be $99, not a season (laughs) pass, a year pass, an annual pass was $99. And I used to go every Tuesday with my cousin and some of our friends and we'd go for a few hours. It was super dead. It was lovely. And, and we had a blast. Then I got a job there that same year and still enjoyed it, but then didn't really want to do anything anymore. So I slowly started becoming more and more against it. I also didn't last that long at Disneyland. I think it, it taught me a lot of, I've, by the way, I've worked at everything park imaginable (laughs) pretty much, um, they've all taught me something different, but Disney, I didn't last that long yet. And, um, I will say that after, when did I get hired there? 2011. So 11 years from start to me finally quitting my last theme park job, um, a few months back and I will never go back. No, never, never. (laughs) (laughs) That is my hard line. I cannot do it. (laughs) I do not, I don't enjoy it the same way other people do. Epcot is wonderful. Well, Epcot, you can go and get fucked up and walk around. That's that's, that's different. (laughs) Exactly. I know. I, my next year, my work conference is at the Swan and Dolphin. Oh, um, nice. Nice. Which is connected to Epcot pretty much. And I was like, oh, that's a big mistake. I've also been to the club 33 at Epcot quite a few times, which is, it was a lot of fun. Very nice to get out of the heat. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been in a club 33. Are they as cool as people hype up or is it kind of, yeah. eh, they are. Okay. They are. They are. Although let me ruin the magic for you a little bit. Yeah. Ruin it. It's cool. I, I it's cool. I, I yelled, <laughs> I yelled at one of the bartenders at one of the club 33s once. Really? I did. I did. This is so stupid. Okay. So I, when I go out, if my friends are having a good time, they're all chatting. If a server comes by, I will just order their drinks for them so they don't have to stop. So I was 
I was doing that at this club 33. And then the servant came back with the drinks and then I ordered my drink. And he said, I'm actually so sorry. You've ordered too many drinks in the past 30 minutes. I'm going to need you to slow down. You have another 45 minutes until you can order one. And I lost it. I was like, clearly I don't have a drink in front of me at all. (laughs) And clearly the six drinks that I ordered the last time you were here were not for me. And I was so upset about it, (laughs) but I was yelling at him. I did not win the fight. I mean, I wouldn't imagine you would not at a Disney place, maybe like anywhere else, but not Disney. I just thought that was so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm sorry. These people that I'm with spend so much money to be here for one. And the other thing is like, and then the second thing is that it's not like we're getting free drinks. No. And like, get off your high horse. Don't be rude. Just give me the, really? Because honestly, that moment, the tip went down. That's what I don't understand. In customer, I used to work in customer service or like service industry. And I was like, Same. I don't care what you want. Just tell me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I see, Being a, a bartender is such a weird, it was a bartender you said, right? Not a server. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being a bartender is such a weird area because like, that's one of the few jobs where if you fuck up, you can be sued. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like they, they almost have to like treat everything with kid gloves, especially with Disney. Cause yeah. like, imagine like, let's say you had drink all those, you know, not to get like preachy, but say you had drink like two or oh, three yeah. of them. Like they could be screwed. Oh, absolutely. That- but when they had brought it and they saw every single one of those full drinks was in front of another person they could easily deduce this woman wasn't drinking any of those drinks. Oh no, I believe you. I believe Especially you. when she has a water in front of her and that's <laughs> it. I was like, you've got to be joking. So I sat there for 45 minutes and then they came, I swear they like timed it and they came back like, so would you like anything? I was like, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Wild. They had, they had you on a stopwatch. She's like, nope, she's in time so out. Weird. She's yeah, in they time have out kitchen timers back good. there. Crazy blonde. she's mean so what got you into working at a at theme parks like that's a really cool like interesting career i'm sure um i think i was in high school i think i think i was either in high school yeah and i went and i saw the um the christmas parade at disneyland um with I was with my stepmom and my little sister, and there was the roller skaters on with the snowflakes on, mm-hmm. and I saw them, and I just thought I can do that. And I guess a little backstory to it is I started dancing when I was two, so I've always been into tap, ballet, jazz, all of that kind of stuff. So as soon as I could, as soon as I turned 18, which I, I thought you had to be 18. I didn't realize that you could just be out of high school because I actually graduated when I was 17. But as soon as I turned 18, I started auditioning and I went to every audition possible. And then once, once I had gotten to the Sensational Parade audition, which they were specifically looking for girls five, seven and up, that was when I got hired. Okay. Um, that it, it is very hard to get in to Disney. Um, they will cut you immediately at an audition, like no questions asked. That particular audition, they took your height and then told you to leave. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was pretty intense. We were there for so I mean maybe eight to ten hours, something like that. Um. But yeah, I did that and then slowly started auditioning for other theme parks once I realized Disney wasn't really for me specifically because I was starving all the time. <laughs> I was not making enough money. I was working so many other jobs. Um, and when I was about to turn 21, I decided I wanted to move to Vegas. Okay. So I turned 21 and moved to Vegas. And then I did, I was a black, a blackjack dealer, table games dealer out there. Um, oh, cool. Bartender. And then I got my dream show, which was Jubilee at Bally's, um, which no longer exists. It made it to 34 and a half years before it closed, which is unfortunate. Oh. Um, yeah. But I did that and 
And then when I moved, there's been so much more in between this, but then once I moved back or sorry, when I moved to Orlando, I auditioned for universal, just everything possible. And I did quite a few things there and I really loved it. I love universal Orlando. It was a, it was a wonderful place to work. See, I've heard that from several people that have worked there. Um, I know a few people who over the years have been performers or just workers there. Everyone I've talked to has absolutely loved that place. Yeah. They treat you well. The pay is decent. Decent. <laughs> it's better than Disney. <laughs> um, standard rates at Universal are, are equity rates at Disney, which is really? horrifying. Yeah. To me. Um yeah, it's horrifying. Um, I want to say the, the best theme park I've ever worked for has to have been Knott's Berry Farm in Southern California. I love Knott's Berry Farm. That's like one of my favorite parks. Love that. Place. They were they were so wonderful. And it's such a small little community there. They pay you well. They treat you like adults, which is wild in a theme park setting. Um, they give you free. What is it? Oh, free meals for holidays. Really? Yeah, their food backstage is extremely affordable. It was, it was incredible. Universal mm-hmm. Orlando, I will say that the that one of the downsides there is you are treated like a child. <sighs> and I am not <laughs> okay with that. That's Imagine always, that. That's always like the worst when you go into a job and immediately they're treating you like you're five. Like, oh, dude come on like escorting you on and off stage absolutely not <laughs> wait, 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 what what do you mean escorting you on and off stage your managers or whatever they're called will walk you to and from set doing specific things because they don't trust you to get there on time or so, i don't know i don't know if that's okay. like the real reason but that's what it felt like i was like i don't need you <laughs> Okay. I'm not 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Um, what What did you, uh, I know you were a performer um, at, at Universal, but what did, did you like move around to different shows or how, how does that all work? I have no idea how it works. Well, you have to audition for everything. So it's not like you audition as a dancer and then they just give you every dance role, obviously. So mm-hmm. when I first auditioned, I was hired for Grinchmas um, in 2017. And I did Butterscotch, which is just like an ensemble character. It's just like a funky little who girl <laughs> who's just a dancer. And um, and then, that, so that's obviously seasonal. I Then I auditioned for, they auditioned that before they auditioned Horror Nights in, in Orlando. Uh. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm sure there's a reason. Um, then I auditioned for horror nights for a specialty role. Well, I got, I auditioned as a dancer and then they pulled me to a specialty audition. And then I got hired for that. It was canceled. I did like two weeks of regular scare acting. And then I said, no, and I left. And then, um, I did Mardi Gras on stilts, like a stilt swing. So I just kind of filled in wherever. And then I auditioned and got Marilyn and the Diamond Bellas. So that's a year round okay. show. So I did that year round um, as a sub. So I would just kind of come and go as I pleased. Okay. Um, picked up as much as I possibly could. That's and then, and then, yeah, you just kind of, I mean, I wasn't only there, obviously, if I felt like I wanted to go try something else, I would do it. But I will say that in, in the central Florida area, Universal Orlando is by far the best. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what, what is that career like, like being a dancer and entertainer? Like how, how does do you kind of like move from town to town following the job or do you try to find kind a of, I guess, well, so theme parks are different. Theme parks are a lot of times people do that. And obviously I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of times people do theme parks because it is stable. It is, you know, a little bit less modern, like, Monetarily speaking, it's a little bit less, Sure. but if you have a full-time job, you get benefits, you have a consistent paycheck, 40 hours a week, like can't complain, you know, Sure. um, for what I do now, personally, 
is I just audition for whatever I see fit and whatever I want to do. So right now I'm doing a show in San Diego, which is like an immersive experience. It's billed as like a tiki bar on a submarine. It's not a real submarine. I feel like I always have to say that to people. Although that would be really cool. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> um, but there's a live band and I'm the singer and the host and the MC and every, like I'm the captain. So I'm the only one like on a mic on a stage talking. Okay. And then we have one other actor who kind of mills around and talks to people and really makes them feel like they're on the sub. And then we have lines back and forth. Um, so I personally like to... Oh, I used to like to follow the job. So I've done contracts. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. done cruise ships. Um, I was interested in them, but I wasn't super interested in them to the point where I have commitment issues. <laughs> and I was not, afraid not that I would eat it. Not a whole lot you can do when you're out at sea. Like, well, guess I yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What if you hate it? And that's, that's another thing. Like I, I have broken a contract before for, mm-hmm. for personal reasons. And it, you know, even then it, it still makes you feel a little weird, a little odd. I don't know. Even though I did it for like my mental health and my physical health, I was in Guam and I was just, oh my gosh, I was losing it. it it's not even Island fever. It's just because I wasn't used to the climate. I didn't really like how it was being run, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think Guam is a beautiful Island. I had some great friends there, but once they moved, I was like, what am I doing here? So I just left because I knew I'd be happier home. There's no point in staying in a job if you're not happy. And that has always been my, my thought on it. That's why I left Disney so quickly. A hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I can't stand seeing people say things like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was so happy when I first got this job. Look where I am now. I'm like, quit, (laughs) just Just quit. Somebody else wants this. Yeah. Oh, that, man, that's, that drives me crazy. So it, you really have been all around the world then. Where, where mm-hmm. all have you been? Where all have you lived or? Okay. So let's see if I can make a map. Oh man, that many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It is, it is funny. I, you know, ironically, I don't really like talking about myself because I, because in the past, if people have asked me or I've talked about like, oh yeah. So when I was doing this job or when I was doing this or blah, 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 people are like, oh, you've just done everything, haven't you? And I'm like, oh no, is it how it's coming off? Whatever you asked me. So now you get to know. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was actually born in the city of Orange in California, but okay. I only lived in that area for, I want to say four months. Oh. So I was four months when we moved into our house in Oceanside, okay. which is where I lived until I was about 11. Then my siblings are much older. So then it was just me and my mom and we moved to San Clemente. We moved a couple of times in San Clemente. Um, and then for high school, we moved up to Moore Park, which is like a nowhere town. No, I, I actually know Moore Park really well. Uh, oh, place. wow. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I went to high school. Okay. Um, after that, I moved to Tustin in Southern California. I moved back to San Clemente. I moved to the Fullerton area or Placentia mm-hmm. around Disney because I had gotten the job at Disney. So this is still, I'm still like a teenager. I'm 18 oh, wow. at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, like all of that, only 18. So I'm 18. I moved to Placentia and then I moved to Anaheim walking distance to Disneyland, which was wonderful. So I used to walk to work. Oh, cool. No wonder I was so scared. <laughs> so tiny i see photos i'm like oh my gosh was that healthy um from there that's when i moved to vegas okay and then from vegas i moved to la i was in la for a little bit i don't even know maybe about a year and then i moved to guam okay so at this point i'm 22 wow (laughs) up and back up and back (laughs) yeah and then I moved back to LA. Um, and that was maybe May or June or something like that. And then March, 2017, I moved to Orlando. Wow. Yeah. So then last year around September is when I started moving out of Orlando and I 
did a quick trip up north to see my friends in Northern Virginia. And um, I had a pretty rough breakup. So they were like, come on, just get out here for a second. And I love being outdoors. I love going on hikes and, you know, love experiencing new things. And obviously we didn't get a chance to really travel in the last couple of years. So I was like, I will do anything to get out of here for a moment. (laughs) So I went up there and I just fell in love with it. The moment I got up there, I started getting job offers. I was with people that I loved. I was in an area that I loved. And so I ended up moving all of my things up North and started looking at places in Maryland, DC in Northern Virginia. So the DMV area. And, um, I loved it. I was getting offers in New York. I really loved it. But then, like I said, it didn't last long because now I'm out here and I think that's it. (laughs) Fair enough. I think that's it. (laughs) That's always the best response is like, where have you lived? I think I've lived here. Hold on. (laughs) I know that there are like a couple of like random, like, you know, maybe like a month here or a month here kind of deals. Sure. But that was just like in transition. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I I know what you mean though, about getting the look from people when you're like, I've been here and I've done this and I worked here is like, I told you, like I've been, you know, LA and all over slightly, you know, just gone East a little bit of time. Yeah. Right. But whenever I talk to people and I'm like, Oh yeah. When I was living in new Orleans or when I was living in LA, they're like, Jesus, where have you not lived? I'm like, I don't know any, anywhere North of I 10. I don't know. (laughs) Right. That's actually, that's, I was thinking that, that I have been, you know, I drove from, I actually no. now that I was about to say this, I have totally done like a full, like four corners of the United States driving. I've driven from Northern California to Orlando, Orlando to, um, Northern Virginia, and then from Northern Virginia to San Diego. So I've done it. (laughs) Done it all. That's gotta be a drive. Oh man. Hey, my cat did it with me. Anyone can do it. Fair enough. Me, I, I, the furthest one I did was from uh, California to Texas and that I did in two days. Wasn't that bad, but uh, I didn't have a cat or anything then. So that it was just me and my little scion, a little scion box from back in the day. And like, yes, it had like the biggest, like, you remember the too fast, too furious mufflers, like the Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The guy I bought it from had a really bad one on this one. Right. And I just needed a car because I was moving to California. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Cool. Cool. You could hear me coming from like three miles away. Every single time I'd come home, just (laughs) it's all you'd hear. Right. So I have this thing driving all the way to Texas. And when I finally hit my sister lived in Las Cruces, it's like 30 minutes outside Mm -hmm. of El Paso. Yeah. Um, stayed with her overnight the next day i drive to texas and when i get off of i-10 there's some really like back-ass little towns there that i (laughs) I oh yeah i wasn't used to that right Uh uh-huh and and i'm hispanic on top of that so like i'm this like you know six three 280 pound brown kid in like a really loud (laughs) car and i'm pulling up to these towns that are like maybe a hundred people and then I stopped for gas and stopped to eat. And like every single person when I, cause okay. So there was one I went into, they had a restaurant gas station, hair care center. All oh yes. Yeah. I, I think opened I've the, been there. <laughs> I think I have, I think I was just there. Well, I opened the door and like, all I see is every single eye do this. Staring right at me. Like who the fuck are you? And I have never been so uncomfortable ordering a hot dog in my entire life. (laughs) Oh my God. That, that reminds me of when I was driving out to Orlando, there was, oh gosh, whatever highway I was on, all of a sudden it just turned into a town. So I was on a highway and it's just trees and it's elevated and it's trees and it's gullies and, and then like rivers and blah, blah, blah. And then it's a town and I was like, what? <laughs> I was so freaked out because it's just a one road town and all of the shops are lined up against the side of the road. There was an inn that was called It'll Do. Oh, like it'll do. Wonderful. <laughs> it'll do. To stay there. <laughs> I was like, awesome. And I'm pretty sure the ceilings like would have hit my head if I stood up. I wasn't staying here, by the way. 
Um, every single house that I drove by had a cross made out of PVC pipe. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, it was the like billboard, like literally stacked, like as if you're in a video game and you're driving and it's just like billboards passing you like one after the other, you know? And it's just all of these, like, Jesus is the way, like rapture is coming, things like that. And then the creepiest part was that one of the storefronts was for, um, was for tombstones. And not only just that, the tombstones were, they put them out on the sidewalk. (laughs) So you could see them. Oh my God. Could you imagine being the tombstone salesman? Like being like, look here. This is top quality granite. All right. You're like, this is the last thing I need. Like, <laughs> literally. You could etch someone's name so deep in this one and it will not crack. This baby, um, you can etch so many names in this thing. I'm sorry, but there has to be some sort of accent with that. And they have to be saying something like, this will keep the demons away <laughs> or something like so, that. Driving through the South, have you ever called one of those numbers that's on the billboard? No. If you ever drive through again, I promise you this will be the most entertaining thing you've ever done. Call one of those numbers. Number oh, the ones one, that are like 1-800-TRUTH or something? Yeah, 1-800-TRUTH are like, Jesus is coming. The rapture is coming on May 4th. So, yeah. So my fiance, <laughs> she's from the South. She's like, yeah, this is just shit I grew up with. Me, Santa Fe, New Mexico, I grew up with hippies and Hispanics. All right? Like, I know none of this shit. <laughs> First mm-hmm. thing I see is like, hell awaits you if you don't repent call whatever and i'm like oh i gotta call this fucking number and she's like no do not call that number and i'm like i'm going to so i call it and it's like this recording in the background like jesus is coming he's coming for you and if you don't repent your sins blah 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 then it's like press two to speak to a pastor and i was like two this (laughs) this pastor gets on the phone i can tell he's drunk just by the way he answers the phone goes Hmm. Jesus coming. How can I help you? (laughs) No. And I just, I let this man talk. I just keep appeasing him, asking questions. He makes a point. I say, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. This dude went on the, off the deep end. I had to hang up because we went for about 30 minutes and I was like, okay, the joke's done. It was amazing. If you ever get the chance, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's a blast. I bet. I bet. I should have done that when I was having uh when i was getting tired driving but i had a i had a very eventful drive this last time because it was when that big old storm came up (laughs) out of nowhere and it froze i was in memphis and i was only four hours into my drive from my my last stop and i was supposed to i can't i think i was supposed to make it to oklahoma city and so i had quite a long drive ahead of me and i'm driving and I had shared my location with my mom so she could tell me like, you should stop now because you're not going to find a gas station for a while or things like that. Right. Which is very helpful. That's very cool. And she calls me, she goes, Hey, there's a storm coming in and I think you might need to pull off. I'm like, I'm going to keep driving until I can't anymore. I'm not listening to any of this nonsense. And then all of a sudden my car starts beeping at me and it's like, uh, conditions are too cold. Safety features have turned off. And I was like, maybe I should go find a hotel. Oh, and then as I'm pulling off for the hotel, my car starts frosting. No, while you're driving? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. I find, I find a hotel, go in with my, like me and my cat, or he's in the car. I leave him in the car, like with the heater on. Um, and we're in there. There's a few other people in there. It's not too busy. And I get a room. I'm very thankful. I got a room, go upstairs, put him away. Then I go down to my car to go grab some more things. It is packed in the lobby. Everyone has their animals with them. And I'm like, what exactly is going on? There was a rolling blackout that hit everywhere except for exactly where we were. What? Everyone was trying to find a hotel. I go out to my car to grab like just clothes and cat food and normal stuff. I start slipping everywhere because it had frosted over within like the 20 minutes. I was like, what is happening? It was like, it was seriously, that was like the rap for me. But I didn't give up and I still wanted to go see. I hadn't been to Memphis since I ha- I was 21. So I was like, well, I have to go find Sun Records and I need to go drive around. And it was completely dead. I have a picture of myself with like my sweater pulled up to here and my nose is bright pink. And I'm like in front of Sun Records, like 
Like I did it. I did it. There's icicles down. Like I went to go get food. There was one restaurant open in the entire town. Oh, wow. They, they double charged for everything because they're like, we have to be here. And then it got swamped because there was nowhere else to go. It was definitely one of the most eventful (laughs) trips. I will say, I'll tell you what, I got pretty drunk. (laughs) (laughs) What else are you going to (laughs) do? That's the only way to stay warm, right? You got to take a few shots of whiskey and there you go. (laughs) I mean, I went back to the hotel room and I got drunk, but. Fair enough. But yeah, I got drunk. (laughs) There's nothing else to do. There's truly nothing else to do when you're stuck in something like that. And I was like, man, I wish I had a friend here so I could hang out with them. Some of the, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please go. Oh, no, it's okay. Some of the like coolest moments, and this is going to make me sound like a total alcoholic. I promise I'm not. I am. (laughs) When you get fucked up by yourself and you haven't done that in a while and you're just sort of sitting there vibing with yourself, that is like, that's, that's an interesting moment. (laughs) It's happened to only a few times in my life and it always by accident, but like, (laughs) I remember last year, I'm a, I'm a huge Buccaneers fan. I have my whole life. And I was waiting for their game to come on because they played on Sunday night and I was just drinking whiskey, not thinking about it. And then I stood up and it, it was that moment where you stand up and you're like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had to kind of like brace myself on the wall to go pee. Mm-hmm. I had a blast that night. My fiance did not, but I had a oh, blast. Oh, I bet. That night. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I <laughs> I always think of there's this video that Chris D'Elia posted like, oh, goodness six or seven years ago or something like that and it's just him standing there shirtless in a pair of jeans and he's just like slowly like (laughs) moving around and snapping and then he's like not on a beat anymore and he's just snap like staring into the camera and I always think of that when I get drunk because I'm just like yeah (laughs) I like chill out and I just like want to like I don't want to dance but I think of that I'm a, I'm a dancer. I don't want to dance. When I'm You're like, I'm working. If I dance, fuck you. I always say that to people. They're like, Oh, go sing karaoke. And I'm like, only if I want to <laughs> not getting paid for it <laughs> or tell us a joke. Tell us a joke. You're funny. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> what I used to, what I used to do music full time. Um, yeah. It was always the play us a song. I'm like, really? Do I have to, I don't want to. I play these songs all the time. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything to sing. When people tell me, like, oh, sing a song. I'm like, okay, what's the last song I sang at my show? So, like, <laughs> yeah. the only songs that are going through my head are the ones that I've been singing. And then they're like, but no, we, we've heard you do that. Yeah, that's all I got right now. <laughs> I remember my sister, um, she moved to Austin uh, around 2015 when I was still living there. And um, she was wanting to learn how to sing. And she was like, oh, well, can you play Uptown Funk on acoustic guitar? <laughs> yes. I was like, uh, no. And she's like, well, how come it can't sound like the record? I'm like, acoustic guitar. <laughs> There's not a single acoustic guitar in that song. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of the craziest request that I've ever gotten. And I think it it might have been afternoon delight we figured it out we made it up it sounded pretty good (laughs) i i gotta be honest i passed like the first few words no idea and we pulled the lyrics up (laughs) yeah even then i probably would not know how to sing it (laughs) that was that reminds yeah that reminds me of like dueling pianos and someone asked for um oh gosh what's that eminem song that everyone sings now because it's the only one they remember (laughs) Lose yourself? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they asked for them to do it at Dueling Pianos, and the guy pulls up the chart, and he doesn't know, like, anything about the song. I was like, maybe you should, like, so everyone's, like, rapping over him, like, trying to get him back on the beat. I'm like, maybe you just shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I have have some good stories about that that do not involve me. But my, uh, yeah, My, my sister, I love her to death. She's a sweetheart. Her heart's in the right place. She was trying to do singing when I was doing music full time because mm-hmm. she wanted to be like Big Brother, right? And she's just a mm-hmm. decent singer. So she decides anywhere she goes that someone's playing an acoustic guitar or piano, she needs to sing. <laughs> so we're in a, yeah, you, I, you're laughing because you already know the type. 
right? Well, yeah, it's the type of people that put their headphones in and then they sing out loud. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. What stay is that me. about? Well, stay with me here. So we go, we go to this very nice steakhouse for my fiance. She's graduating law school. We're in New Orleans. We're downtown. My whole family's there. Her whole family's there. We're in the bar. Very, very, you know, everyone's having a good time. And there's a woman playing piano. She's really good playing piano and singing. Just, you know, normal entertainment. My sister goes up to her and goes, hey, do you know any Adele? And she's like, um, yeah, I think I could probably figure something out. Um, what song do you want to hear? She goes, oh, no, no, no. I want to sing a song. Can you play this song? And then she's playing it on her phone, like putting it up to her ear. And the girl's like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll try if you want me to. My sister's belting at the top of her lungs inside of a little bar inside of a steakhouse where they have all the music going. Oh, no. I felt so bad. They started playing the house music halfway through. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. She's like singing I, her heart out. Oh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, the only thing is actually someone, one of my friends asked me the other day, like, if you do karaoke, uh, do you take it seriously or is it a joke to you? And well, my first response was, are we on a first date? (laughs) Because why did you just ask me that question? (laughs) That is like such a typical first date question. Do you watch TV with subtitles or without subtitles? <laughs> I haven't been on a first date in almost 10 years, so I oh, well, would not know. Let me tell you what it's like. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, anyway, so I've told him, I was like, I, I think I take it fairly seriously because this is what I do. But I obviously I'll laugh at myself. I will sing whatever I feel like, even if I, even if I don't think anyone cares. So for example, my, my grandmother's funeral was last month. And my family and I, when we got rid of the boring ones, all went to a bar to sing karaoke because my grandma's a big singer. Mm-hmm. And pretty much long story short, we all got shit based. And it happens. <laughs> they, at the funeral, I sang my way because it was my grandma, like one of my grandma's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. she wanted was for me to sing, which is also one of the most uncomfortable things that you can do is sing at a funeral. <laughs> Yeah, a whole song. I've, I've never sang at a funeral. I have given a eulogy and I can only imagine singing is probably a million times worse than that. So it's not so bad. I think if you are a professional, because I was crying throughout the entire eulogy and then I stopped crying when I was singing because I can kind of disassociate that a little right, bit, right, right, but then everyone right. else was crying like bawling their eyes out. So ironically, the like fourth person I want to say, yeah, like the fourth person who got up to sing when we first got there sang my way. Oh, we were like, so we're all crying and everything. And he's like, what is wrong with you people? Like, and we were up, like we were the first people you see too. Cause there was like a big couch like right (laughs) at the front of the stage. So we were all on it. You guys are there like my way. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes over and my, my brother's like, I have to tell you why we're crying. So you don't think we're crazy. So I sang a couple of random songs and saying like, I believe in a thing called love. And then I sang, like, I sang Call Me from Blondie. But then, of course, I sang um, I Fall to Pieces by Patsy Cline. All right. And it's Oceanside, California, where we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one really replied, like, responded to it. I mean, they were all watching, like, wow, she's a good singer. But it was, like, wow. And so afterwards, I was like, I know that um, Patsy always lands well in a beach town. <laughs> so I just really wanted to bring that to you. And then they all like thought it was funny. And I'm like, I truly don't care if you don't like this, but one, you're going to appreciate it. And two, I fucking sound good. So shut up. <laughs> the, the worst karaoke experience I ever had. I decided to sing friends in low places, oh, no. which that song's fine. It gets everyone going. Right. But it's a minute and a half of singing the chorus at the end. Yeah. A minute and a half. And, you know, I'm a musician. So I was like, yeah, a minute and a half. It's all right. Oh no. When you're up there by yourself with a karaoke track singing, I got friends in no places. That is the longest minute and a half in the history of humans ever. Yeah. 
it, anything, it was anything that has tracks is like my least type, my least favorite type of performing because my, one of the, the gigs that I did, I filled in for my friend, um, for her company, the Vocalitas, and it's a three-part harmony group of girls, but it's not just Andrew's sister. She does a lot of, um, what do you call it? Oh, like postmodern jukebox songs and things like that. And I was filling in with like a week notice. And so I went and she, she was like, I trust you. I just trust you to do the right thing. You got this. So I pick a couple of random solos from postmodern. And one of them is their version of love fool, which has like no like beat (laughs) to say the least. And I get to, uh, I get to like the bridge area and it's kind of weird because it's jazzy and everything. And I can't hear the backing track and I get to like halfway through and I'm like, I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. And I'm just making it up. <laughs> like, so I'm just singing. I'm like trying to hear like a, a root note and then I'm singing what I, it, I think it should be. And I'm just doing that for a while until it finally ends. Oh man. I think. And then I also did the same thing for accentuate the positive and I couldn't tell where it came back in because I couldn't hear it. It was just the sound in the area was kind of funky. And there was like a, like a catering truck behind us. So the low end was getting picked up too much. So we had to turn the low end down Uh, and, and the truck was on like shooting directly in our microphones we had to turn the low end down so then i couldn't hear any of the bass notes which i need for like singing alto stuff obviously right (laughs) so for accentuate the positive i remember i literally got all the way to the end i thought i thought i was like i got this i'm totally on it and i get all the way to the end and i was like you gotta accentuate the positive (laughs) because i was a full bar off oh no (laughs) It was the funniest thing. I like looked back at Nadia and I was like, mm-hmm. and she's like, don't worry about it. No one knows. I'm like, I know, but I'm such a perfectionist. I can make up anything if there's a live band behind me. <laughs> if there's a track, I'm screwed. Tracks, do, tracks are no joke. Well, I was in a, in a cover band in New Orleans. Our drummer, he had just learned how to use Ableton and he was like all about making backing tracks. Right. No. So I was so against it, but I was like, dude, this is going to be a train wreck. I'm telling you, this is going to be a train wreck. He insisted second song. He had the, the track and the click in his, in his in-ears. Mm-hmm. He got off and just stopped playing. No. what? Our, our drummer, <laughs> our drummer, he was just boom, boom, boom. And then he got off by one beat panicked and then just went, Oh, like looked at us like i don't know what you want me to do and there we are playing no drums and i'm like fucking do you something do dude something something just a kick drum i don't care what it and is. like it wouldn't have been a big deal if we had amps on stage but we were all directly into the house so there was no noise other than what was in our ears oh so no we couldn't even go like all right fuck it take the ears out and play we couldn't even do that it was an absolute mess absolute mess and it was That's like a, a when it was like at 10 30 at night on bourbon so like everyone was just feeling good right in the middle of a very popular song just stop just stops why just not stops kill the whole vibe everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> like everyone's sometimes, so confused sometimes drummers make some serious decisions i'm like if anyone can stop playing it is definitely not you not uh, you it's yeah, not it you definitely not you Do you know how many times i stop singing because i have to burp or something or like <laughs> you just you have to do it yeah i've had my my funny drummer experiences are when i was trying to sing um dusty springfield's son of a preacher mm-hmm. and i love that song and i'm not even kidding the the beat was like and so I'm like, that is too fast. And yeah. I was like, then everyone was a break, just suddenly come along. I was looking at him like, <laughs> slow down. I literally, I turned all the way around. I was like, you need to slow down. <laughs> I kept going. And we were trying and I felt like Busta Rhymes out there. Like I, it was way too much for me. I also, I recently had uh, a drummer. I think he must've gotten off a little bit. And then he tried to add a fill and then ended up adding 
three additional beats oh, and I was like no. you are wrong and I so I was listening to the keyboard and I was like I'm gonna just sing off the keyboard and then I watched him panic to try to get back and I was like what happened to you <laughs> I think he blacked out for a second <laughs> we uh we had a gig one time this is back when I was in Austin the second time and um it was the week that Neil Pert from Rush had died oh no so they were like hey let's do a Rush song and I'm like this is gonna be bad but if you guys want to let's do it so they all wanted to play limelight so there we are playing limelight playing limelight our drummer stopped counting so he starts playing the whole song in four four but that song is like the chorus is in four four that's it Mm -hmm. so all of us are like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck so i saved it i just started playing lagrange (laughs) because that's what everyone plays i mean i'm sorry um what's the other zz top song i can't think of the name now Oh, you know the one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> tush, tush. Thank you, tush. Yes, there it I, is. I don't know why I thanked you. You didn't say tush. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, I, I was like, did I say something that sounded like it? <laughs> I was, I was thanking myself. I'm, I'm very weird like that. I'll say something like I have blessed myself after I sneeze way more than I'd like to admit. I'll go Kew! and then just like the good Catholic in me is like, bless you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I was making these spreadsheets. This is, um, I feel like, I feel like most people when they think of musicians are like, Oh, everyone just like can go in and just play it and feel it, which is not true at all. (laughs) That's not true at all for anyone. I am a feel singer and I, I understand it, but I do like to have a structure. So when, when I was starting an 80s band with my ex, we were, um, trying to map out some of the songs because they're not like classic songs. Fifties and sixties rock and roll is, is like, and this is the format right? <laughs> and there's nothing different. And it's always going to be this format. And that's why they all sound the same. Right. So, <laughs> which is great. If you're playing it, um, 80 songs are all so different. So I made spreadsheets <laughs> with the lyrics in one, in one column the um, backups, like the female backups and then the male backups. And then in the very first column, it was the time signature. And then it was every single instrumental break was how many bars it was. And then it would be the time signature changes here. And there, oh gosh, I can't remember what song it is. I think it might be um, Heartbreaker. And I, I want to say it's Heartbreaker, but I could be wrong. But it says instrumental break, 20 bars question mark (laughs) because the time signature changed for three bars yeah and then goes back and i and i always think about that because people are like oh i just love the way that you all make these songs sound exactly the way that they were on the album like we don't and you want to know why because they fucked up on the album constantly (laughs) and they only recorded it once that's like Led Zeppelin playing anything Led Zeppelin the way that they played it on the album is impossible. Oh yeah. Impossible. You can't do it. Like the, so I always laugh when people try to get the solo to stairway to heaven down perfectly. I'm like, Jimmy page has probably never played it like that ever again. You realize that ever again. I know. I, it's funny to think like I'll listen to original, like the original buddy Holly songs. And then I'll think about what my backups were. And I'm like, that's not in there, but it's because when you finally listen and you find that alto line or the tenor line, you're like, this is so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? It's because they're like, okay, so we're going to do shooby doos here. Or my favorite is, um, uh, one of the Supreme songs, which I can't, which I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like, it, it comes out of a chorus and then one of the backup singers jumps in and sings her first line. And then she jumps in for the second line. And I'm like, she was just on heroin. <laughs> Forgot to sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how all those songs were. Everyone was on drugs. No one was doing, no one was doing it like, you know, exactly how it should be done. And that oh, all yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. So then when I bring in new girls to our band, they're like, well, technically, and I'm like, I know technically, but technically I'm the soloist on this song. You're so like, I, I think you can, 
I think you can technically shut the fuck up. All right. Right. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not changing it because you really want to sing this one fucking line. Guess what? You get your own solo and I'm not going to sing a random line in the middle of it. That makes zero sense. Dude, sometimes you got to diva out. That's just the way to do it. Yeah. Well, what about, what about the B-52s? The yeah. short redhead chick is the only one on the albums. You want to know really? why? Because know that. that alto sucks. <laughs> she was so bad. If you watch any of their live recordings, you're like, oh no. So listen to Love Shack and you'll hear that it's her voice. Now that you mention it, I can like in my head, I'm thinking of it. You're right. But I never, never thought about that. But it's actually split. You know, some of my favorite bands, I used to be like a huge metal guy when I was first learning to play guitar. And, uh, the bands that would try to get both guitar players to play like the harmonized parts, it was always awful. Right. Yeah. But then the ones that I always liked the most were like, yeah, I wrote the guitar line. So I just played both of them. Like, Oh, well, didn't you want the other guy to play it too? No, I I wrote it. I know how it goes. It's, it's fine. Like, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Exactly. I totally get that. I mean, sometimes you just have to do a little, but I've, I've heard so many stories where the bass player is like, oh my gosh, my part sounds amazing on this album. And then the mixer's like, oh, I, I played the whole thing. Dude, I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that before. So I had a cover band I played with in New Orleans, a uh, different one than the drummer that fucked up. Um, but we had to do a, a promo video because that's how you got booked there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we went to a studio to record something before we did the video. And our other guitar player, he he got in because he was friends with the the band leader. alive. Yeah, he, well, he, he was friends with the band leader. Our band leader was our bass player, and he was not mm-hmm. great. Just you know, I love the dude, love him to death. Not great. Um, tried really hard on the recording. <laughs> I had the I had the tech send me all the masters, and I'm like, hey, I'll just record it at home. His parts, thank you though. And then when we played it back, he's like, oh, dude, I hate that fill. I hate that lick. And I'm like, yeah, dude, he totally did. Good job. Man. So amazing. Yeah. Do it like this every time, please. Thank I do, you for you were, practicing. You were, you were on today, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> you had some, you had the, the soul of Eddie Van Halen was just coming out of you, man. <laughs> just spewing. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Oh man. So many good stories. <laughs> Well, Holly, I hate to cut this short because like, I'm really enjoying talking to you. Um, yeah. We're at an hour and my fiance is probably waiting for me to go finish our meatballs. <laughs> yeah. um, this has been a blast. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'd love to have you back on at some point. Yeah, I'm so happy I finally got to make friends in Orlando now that I've moved. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now I get to have someone. Hey, I know someone who used to live here, babe. All That's right. So- Gosh, look at us expanding our friendships. I know. Look at that. One day we might actually meet in person. Who knows? Probably not, but who knows? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. I have no, uh, other than having to go back for work next year, no plans, no plans. Well, I mean, I might be in San Diego to visit my sister. She does live there. So maybe at that point we can go grab a beer or something. Right. I'd love that. (laughs) So uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you online on OnlyFans, apparently? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. My mom was so funny. She was like, so when are you starting your OnlyFans? (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know, everyone really wants me to have an OnlyFans. So (laughs) that won't be happening. When when Um, you posted that anonymous thing, I was like, okay, this is just going to go south real fast. Like she's brave. I was like kind of looking forward to it in a way because I've been seeing all my, my beautiful friends who are cosplayers or entertainers or makeup artists. And it's just like, you really inspired me. You're so beautiful. I think that you have such a beautiful personality and mine's like, when's your only fans going to happen? Like every, every single one of them. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, anyways, I am in one place and one place only. And that is Instagram. Um, at Miss Hollydon, M-I-S-S Hollydon. That's about it. I don't Twitter. I don't TikTok. I'm not cool. I don't understand TikTok culture. <laughs> I am an old, old, old 29-year-old millennial. <laughs> I don't get it. Apparently, um, I'm a 34-year-old Gen Z, so. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I have no idea. My, my mom's husband technically is better with reels than I am. He's sends me about six to eight every single day. 
I don't understand it. Instagram is still a way for me to market myself and be an asshole. <laughs> hey, being an asshole is so much fun. Like, I, it just is. Right. Well, <laughs> um, you can find me uh, at a random brewery reading a book with some guy trying to talk to me as well. And on OnlyFans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be my cat. People, people would pay to see Pounds, I gotta say. Pounds is your cat's name? That's awesome. Pounds, yes, yeah, Sir Pounds, like Game it. of Thrones. I love it. Yeah. My cat, my cats are named Blackie and Gatsby. So, oh, yeah, I know oh, they're adorable. I love animals. I know. I have two dogs too. One of them's in here. He's in the oh. closet. Yeah, the closet. he he loves my closet. It's Pride Month. Let him out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we got him from Tennessee. We always say that he barks with a southern accent. He's like bark, bark, daddy, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, pounce pounce meows with judgment and. That's fine with me because like mother, like son. So <laughs> I'm meow with judgment as well. Well, Holly, thank you. No meowing from judgment from me. I appreciate you being on. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. No problem. Hold, hold just a second. I want to make sure I say bye before we go. But okay. thank you everyone for listening.